Today, I'm talking to Joe Reitzig, real estate broker with Cascade Sotheby's International Realty of Portland, Oregon. Joe and I met a few months ago in the midst of COVID quarantining on a Sotheby's Zoom panel. Joe is a former football player for the Oregon Ducks, and he's a current top real estate agent in Portland, Oregon. Summing it up, Joe said, just as football is more than just a game, buying or selling a home is more than just a transaction. It's a life-changing experience. From strategy to tenacity, Joe takes lessons from life and football and applies them today to his real estate team and career. So, of course, we had to have him on the show. He and I talk about how to streamline to win and serve clients. Thanks for listening to the Jerry Metcalf podcast, where top real estate agents tell how they do it. This podcast was created for real estate agents across the country to come together, sharing ideas to take your, their, and our business to the next level. All right, everybody. It's the Jerry Metcalf podcast where top real estate agents tell how they do it. And today we have on the show from Portland, Oregon with Cascade Sotheby's International Realty is Joe Reitzig. I always want to call him Reitzig, but it's Reitzig. Mm -hmm. Joe, thanks for coming on the show. I'm happy to be here, Jerry. Thanks for having me. So everybody, we met on a panel and everybody kept telling me this guy, Joe, is awesome. He's an amazing business person. You're about to hear about it. And it would be a disservice not to bring him on the show for everybody to listen. So. I love it. I love it. Um, Happy to be here. And yeah, I, that was a fun panel that we did together. I really enjoyed it. Was. it. Yeah. So let's do a quick, I'm going to do the quick rundown and then you're going to correct me and then tell us how you actually got in it. But I want everybody to know who we're listening to today. Mm-hmm. So Joe is an agent right now with Sotheby's International Realty. You've been here for six years. You got into the business how many years ago? Uh, 26 plus. 26 plus years ago. You came in as a new agent. Within three years, you were a top agent. Then you started a brokerage. You ran that brokerage. You sold that brokerage. Then you ran another firm. And in that firm, you were, I don't remember, but you basically ran the firm for 12 years? Uh, yeah. So I was, a, I was a branch manager for about three or four years. And then I was their senior vice president for Oregon and Southwest Washington for eight. So um, yeah. And then you said, I want to get back into sales. Yeah, well, I went from that regional company. Um, I was approached by uh, Sotheby's because they were going to be bringing on um, or expanding to the Portland market. And so I came on, I moved over from the previous company over to, to Cascade Sotheby's and helped them get their franchise up and running in Portland. And I, you know, I had always wanted to get back into sales after, uh, after I got into management. And after a year with Sotheby's, I love the, the tools, the brand, all of that. And I just, I finally sat down with my wife and I was like, hey, listen, we got to get back into sales. Let's do this. Um, and so when I talked to ownership, they were like, well, where are you going? And I was like, I'm not going anywhere. I want to stay with Sotheby's, uh, but I want to move from management to sales. And everyone was like, well, why are you doing that? And I was like, well, because sales yeah. is so much more fun. Yeah. Well, a lot of people who are salespeople think they want to get into management. So 
Yeah, it's like her. Can you pay for that? Can you imagine trying to, I mean, manage us, Jerry? Jeez Louise. What's that? Can you imagine being in management and trying to manage people like us, though? Well, and the problem is. Ridiculously hard. The problem is, we can get away with not having, we have a certain filter. You have to adjust (laughs) that filter in a completely different way. And like, what is it going to take to adjust that filter what's appropriate for management versus being an agent? (laughs) Yeah, you got to be PC 24 7. Right. That's you tough. And I, I love that too. Right. My clients love that. They love the fact that they're getting me unfiltered me. Right. And that's the nice thing about sales. We're contractors. And we say, yeah. So yeah. Let, let's start on how and why did you become a real estate agent? So I, what my previous career, I was a college football coach. Uh, I played at the University of Oregon from 86 to 90, got into coaching after that. The Ducks. The Oregon Ducks, baby. Go Ducks. Oregon Ducks. So what years were those again? 86 to 90. 86 to 90. And uh, my plan after that was to become a high school teacher and high school football coach. And then I kind of figured out that really does not pay very much. (laughs) And I got some champagne taste. So uh, I thought maybe I'll get into college coaching. I got into college coaching and uh, we, I ended up at, back at the University of Oregon. We went to the Rose Bowl in 94 and that's supposed to be the pinnacle of everything, um, you know, going to the Rose Bowl. Yeah. And, and I was just unhappy. I mean, none of my, the guys that I coached with, you know, saw their kids, saw their wives, families, that type of thing. It was a brutally difficult uh, career. And a buddy of mine who, uh, was working in Tacoma, Washington, was killing it. And he said, hey, you should think about real estate, uh, residential real estate. So I, I, uh, I went with him for a weekend. And the first day out, he took five listings, had four sales. And I was like, this is easy, man, I can do this. And of course, I found out real quick that he was a crazy, you know, successful, not everyone does that all the time. Right, uh, but yeah. I loved it, and I, I stuck with it, and um, and it was one of those things where I could um, get compensated for the amount of work and effort that I put into it, and I really mm-hmm. like that about what we do. Is if you work your ass off, if you really take time to work on your business, and then spend time in your business and dedicate yourself, you're going to get compensated, and uh, not all jobs are like that, obviously. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. So you were, how many years you college graduated, you tried out the high school coach thing for a minute, mm-hmm. and then you ended up being a football coach for the Ducks, which is pretty impressive and got to the Rose Bowl, but that was not the lifestyle. So how, what, what age were you when you got into business? Pretty, pretty young. Pretty young. Uh, I was 25. If y'all can add, we just got Joe's age. <laughs> That's right. So 52, 52. Half your life, you've been a realtor. Yeah, half my life I have. And when I started, I looked like I was 12. So I wore oh. a, a suit and tie every single day because I had that, you know, I would walk into people's houses to interview for the listing and they would be like, oh, wait, when is the broker coming? Because right. where is dad? Are you coming with dad today? Huh? What's that? You coming with dad today or coming yeah, with Yeah, right. Today? I don't know. When's your dad showing up? Wow. So how did you get through that? How did you overcome those challenges? 
So when I first started out, when I came up here uh, from Eugene to Portland, uh, the only people that knew me were uh, my girlfriend, my uh, future wife's family at the time, and they were not sold on me yet. So they sure as hell weren't going to use me to, to help them buy or sell real estate. So I knew no one. Yeah, I got into expires and for sale by owners. And um, I just, I learned my scripts and dialogues. I learned how to overcome every objection that they were going to have. And I was confident in it. And um, I learned how to not be uh, affected by rejection and just hammered through it. And after you overcome, you know, get over the hump, uh, and have some business behind you, then you can kind of leverage that into, hey, look, I've done this. Uh, I can help you. I can be an asset for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I can get results for you. And people, you know, people respond to that. After initially looking like I was 12, a lot of what I said made sense. And I was able to walk into their living rooms and say, you know, if you really want to sell, uh, here's how I can help. And this is how it's different from everything else that you're hearing right now. Well, to what you do, this is different from everything you're hearing right now. Coming in, I remember I was 27 or six, I don't even know anymore. But I remember coming into business and the bar was so low for me with people because they were ready to not be impressed or just be nice. Once you sit, sometimes when the bar is low for you, that sets you up for success because they're ready to reject you. They think you're too young or you're, or whatever it is. And then you get there and the bar sets so low when you, when you have, when you're just a little bit better and their minds are so surprised you're a lot better. Right. So and that's, that's everything that yeah. we've built our business around now is five-star customer service. And we're um, you know, we'll talk about this a little bit, I'm sure, but we've gone from the last five or six years being a repeat referral past clients sphere um, people that know us, like us, trust us. That's, who we're doing business with and creating um, a a team and a system where when they come on and we're helping them buy or sell, they have the absolute best experience and a a surprisingly, shockingly great experience with us. And then we get them to say that and give us reviews, referrals, those type of things. That's what we built everything on. And, you know, the bar is pretty low compared to oh, that's another thing in the business alone yeah yeah being a real estate agent sets the bar pretty low so it's not yeah, right it, yeah, there, there's very few other industries that. where there's less respect than real estate right. owners, but right? in our business i find that successful real estate agents are the most generous smart creative kind brilliant awesome people oh for sure but it's just it's it's that's how you know that's it's so easy to see who's going to make it right. so question for you in that I love what you said about client experience and everything you're doing at what point in time I'm sorry a lot of people start with like well how do I win the business or what do I do and you just went straight to it start right you ask yourself the right questions client experience what do you attribute and what is important about the client experience and what do you contribute to making that happen so for us uh, communication taking the fear out of the process is key. So right up front, um, you know, when we start working with someone, we give them a timeline of how how things are going to work. What are next steps? We email it to them. We follow up with them. They know on every Tuesday, they're going to get a phone call from me. They know that on Monday, my assistant's going to send them 
all the stats on how their listing's doing. They know that, you know, this is how it's going to go. And we've been doing this long enough. There's only a, a set amount of questions. So if we right. give them information saying, oh, and you might be wondering about how the inspection process works, let us lay that out for you. Bum, 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 bum. You know? Do you do that in writing or video or pictures or what's the best way to communicate that? Both. Always. Everything. Multiple lines of communication. Email, text, uh, print, um, video. Bomb bomb. I don't, do you use bomb bomb? I have bomb bomb. I actually need to cancel that subscription. I shouldn't say that, y'all, because it's a great <laughs> tool. I I've had it before and canceled it because I wasn't using it. Yeah. But um, the automation in bomb bomb is absolutely. Really? Oh, yeah. Have uh, you ever heard of Zapier? My subscription. Right. Hold on, So automation is key. When you start doing yeah. volume, you know, and all of us want to do volume. Um, because that's the name of the game to get paid and to get compensated the way you want to get compensated for doing a great job at you know, yeah. what we do here. But you have to do volume and to do volume and stay sane and provide a high, high level of customer service, you have to communicate. Uh, and there has to be points where the communication is automatic, right? So communicate and automate. We just got the title of the podcast. Just hey, there you but go. But Coaches are making millions and automate. I love that. That's my new thing for the team. We're going to communicate and automate. Mm -hmm. So back to my quote is you can never over communicate. So communicate and automate. Tell us again how you automate. You were talking about text, you call, you email. Mm -hmm. Is there a way to automate all of that in, through one system or how do you set that up? Yes. Um, the short answer is yes. No matter what CRM you're using. Well, I shouldn't say that most crms that are there are bad ones that right? are up to speed yeah there's some bad ones for sure right like I, I use chime i love chime we were with top producer for years and years and years we use okay. chime uh because they have some just great features um okay. you know set it and does forget chime it integrate with bomb bomb or how does that work yes it does yep they integrate okay. with bomb bomb crm for the well we've got a crm but yeah anyway. so APIs, um, API, yeah, so like uh, Zapier. Zapier is a company built around then, how to connect and communicate between different yeah. software platforms. So you're using Zapier, I call it Zapier, Zapier, to integrate BombBomb to Chime? Well, Chime and BombBomb uh, communicate already. We don't have to okay. use Zapier for that. But for instance, like when I get uh, an email, uh, we have a couple of different lead sources. And we have some some inside sales assistants who go out and make just lists of just oh, sold. This is gonna get fun. Okay. Yeah. So when I get an email from my ISA saying uh, new seller lead. So for everybody who doesn't lead. know, I'm not trying to interrupt you, but we want I want everybody listening to keep up. ISA. What's an ISA? Inside sales assistant. Okay. So That's keep going. Yeah. So they're the person that's getting off the phone whenever ISA. we get a new listing saying, you know. Hi, this is so-and-so with, you know, Sotheby's Realty. And uh, anyways, you guys know how that goes. That's mm -hmm. a whole nother podcast right there. But when I get that email, Zapier knows how to recognize that. And my assistant gets that email. No, not the ISA. We have a, uh, an assistant and she's in the Philippines. If you guys 
We have two. We have two in the Philippines, and they're the best. They're the most brilliant women ever. I love ours. Her name's Rika, and she is. She's the best. They're the best. She's like a part of our family. I want to visit the country. Like we ask, like when um, they're the they now there's a training process, but the best. So, so let's talk. She gets an email, sends, gets everything set up in Chime. Bomb bomb then sends them an automated uh, introduction. Okay. Yeah. That's the type of automation though, because usually in the past I would have to email her and then I'd have to go into bomb bomb and make my video. Now I don't, you know, I'm on a podcast with you right now and I just got a ding on, on my phone that uh, we got a new seller lead. So that person's getting a video right now from me saying, Hey, yeah, from me saying, Hey, thank you so much. We look forward to connecting with you. Being a realtor, mm-hmm. ADD comes into play. So I'm going to start over because there's an unsaid salesperson in there and it's not your assistant, the, Phil- the one in the Philippines. It's somebody, where's, where does the ISA come in? So there's a couple of different ways to use ISAs. You can hire a third party and that's what we do. We have a company uh, mm-hmm. called ConvertWire. You're welcome, ConvertWire. What is the name of the company? Convert wire okay and jack sorry from i think he's out of uh, fort lauderdale florida i believe that's where he's from he has a team of isas that he hires trains gets them up and running right then i hire his company to come in and do um just listed just sold all sorts of different phone calls and that's who we use for our isas you can hire your own train your own and have them work from your office or you know remotely from your space. And we're actually looking into doing both. So hiring a third-party company to do our ISA calls, but I'm gonna also hire someone in-house. So the ISA comes in when the ISA gets a lead, they enter it into Chime, your CRM, which dings bomb bomb. No, they just email. They just email. They, okay. so from their dialer, <laughs> their dialer has information and they can, if it's a lead, they click it and all that is on name, address, you know, the notes that they just took on the call, um, next steps, all that gets sent to me with one click right. via email. From that the is, ISA. From the ISA, yeah. Or if somebody comes in online, it gets fed the same way. Correct. This is great. So, you're probably like, why are you repeating everything over and over? But for the <laughs> listeners, because I get asked these questions all the time after the interviews. Right. So for the listeners, you've got a system where when you, first of all, you're generating leads from content and in, in ISAs who are making calls and you're just listed, just sold, maybe mm-hmm. expired. And when those, when those convert to a lead, that gets notified in your chime and your CRM and the CRM sends is integrated to bomb bomb to send a video out about selling your house or buying a house, whatever the lead, whatever the qualification of the lead was. Does that nail it kind of? That's it. You nailed it. It's perfect. So now that's amazing because that's a warm, that makes once you meet them in person, they've seen a video of you. And now once that happens, now by the time they hear from you, there's a little bit of familiarity. So your cold lead becomes a warm lead. Absolutely. And, and that's the thing I, I, you know, before we started, I mentioned that 
we had gone from a repeat referral relationship business to now we're building on that still, but now we're, we're going out proactively running Google PPC. We've done Facebook leads uh, and also making those direct phone calls. And we want to double our business this year by incorporating all those things, incorporating technology and really getting more churn. But how do you do it while still having a five-star customer service level and also making it personable. And the thing that I've come to realize is for all the online and all the leads that we have come in, you have to follow up with them as quickly as possible, which we can't do all the time. So it has to be automated, right? And it has to be personable. And there's nothing more personal than video because they see your face. They're able to hear your voice. And in the video, we say, we're going to be following up fairly aggressively. So um, you know, we look forward to talking yeah, like to you. It, set expectations and then you're not harassing them. You told them. Right. We let them know right up front. We're going to call yeah. you and, and we know that you're busy. So we'll probably miss you. If we do, you can expect another phone call, but we'll text and send you some emails and we'll get started in the process of helping uh, provide information. That's going to help so make I'm this process. Figure out how to become a lead and your charm slash. <laughs> hey, trust me, we, we weed out, we weed out many brokers a week who see our ads and, and different stuff. And that's fine. The thing that I, you know, we come from a, this may seem or sound kind of hokey pokey or whatever, but we come from an angle of uh, abundance. There's plenty for all of us. And I've got, you know, no problem sharing my listing presentation, sharing what we do, how we do it, all those type of things, because there's plenty for all of us. And yes, we compete in our marketplace, but like on a podcast like this, um, you know, it's all across the nation. And if we can help other brokers raise that level, then, you know, good on all of us. What's amazing how, when you've got a good relationship with the brokers in your market, how it really perpetuate your own business. Yeah. Um, I'm going to interview myself for a minute, but this has to do with what you're talking about. I had a workshop in Atlanta. This is three or four years ago, which by the way, we are launching the preliminary one now. By the time this comes out, it will be started and then everybody else gets to hear about it. But we, I was doing a workshop in my office a few years ago and I thought, why am I doing this? Like, these are the best secrets ever. This is what made me and I'm just going to give it away. Yeah. And it, it literally like call it quantum physics, call it divine intervention call it the secret but it literally compounded my business even more the workshop doing the automated you know i mean i was doing it was an incredible amount of business at the time but it raised my average sales price yeah just by doing that because collaborating with other agents raises your sales price taps into the market if you want to earn more you need to learn more Mm -hmm. i stole that from jack cranfield i think what's his name this secret the suit for the soul guy but anyway Yeah, you learn more when you learn more by working together with agents and sharing. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And we've got so many great brokers. Um, are you guys agents? Or are you brokers? We're all brokers. We're ag- I'm actually have a broker's license, but we are agents. Even yeah. with a broker's license, I say I'm an agent because it confuses people. It does confuse people. So I'm just an with agent. other brokers. I just we have so many great brokers in the Portland metro area, and uh, having good relationships with them being respectful. We have to work together. That's how this whole thing works. That's what I love about this business. Yeah, I know. Me too. 
So, yeah. So give us, here's what we want to know. How, okay, so first of all, let's get the communicate automate thing and then we're going to get into some client experience. Mm -hmm. Communicate and automate. You go from, you've got inside salespeople, you've got the pay, paid ads. What about, do you do any SEO, search engine optimization? Uh, not really because we, yeah. it happens naturally, but our website, I've come to understand, isn't um, set up for great SEO. So we're working on that. Um, but uh, we are getting, by, by increasing the leads that we have in our database and then right. doing something called retargeting. So anyone that comes yeah. to our, our, our website, we're going to market to them again. Um, and that's helped us get. A and that's ton. where they come in. It yeah. takes IP address mm -hmm. of where they are, and then it comes up on their phone. So when you were looking at that pair of red shoes you wanted to buy, and suddenly they keep showing up on your screen, right. that's retargeted marketing. Right. That's it right there. So that's, that's brilliant. I mean, that really makes you gotta do it. It's cheap. Or buy those shoes. Jerry, it's cheap. Is it really? Super so cheap. So the SEO is good stuff, but it takes a long time to work, from what I understand. Yeah, and uh, I've seen people that have done really well with that. Um, and there's a million ways to get things done in our business. There? You know? There's a million ways, and I wish we were better at SEO. We just, we aren't. So on the topic of SEO, what do you use for a website? Is it the Sotheby's site or do you have your own? Well, you probably have your own because it's feeding into Chime. Uh -huh. I have my own. Okay. Um, so so WordPress, our it can't be WordPress because WordPress is great for SEO. I don't even know what it is. We hired a company called Curator. Uh, really, oh, really and it's their site. Yeah. Okay. They built the site for us. Uh, I think it is WordPress. I don't know. Um, but it's um, our site is liveportland.com, L-I-V, portland.com. And uh, we really uh, have been really super happy with how they perform for us. And we're getting an incredible amount of people that are on the site all the time and using the site as their primary way to find homes, which when you think about Zillow and Redfin and all that, that's crazy hard to compete with. But people like our site and they come back and we have full visibility on that too. So we see who's on our site, how often, what they you know, but, what they share, what they I want to hit on that Zillow thing for a minute. Because here's what's interesting about Zillow. Zillow is great to search properties and look at them on. I don't know if you've seen the cute little SNL skit where people see who I haven't yet. I heard about it. We, yeah. I'll send it to you later. I won't like they call it real estate um, or something like that. Oh, it's great. It's hilarious. We have a we have another podcast that our whole team does about the real estate market update every week. And we had we couldn't, we had to show it on our podcast lot or this week. But <laughs> anyway. Where I'm going with that is that this, oh, I've totally lost track. Totally lost track here okay. because I'm thinking about the Zillow video. Totally lost track, y'all. But we're talking about the website that you use mm -hmm. and getting the leads off of the website. You're using Curator. So you're getting a lot of business coming in that way. You're retargeting. So I'm going to go again because I'm going to get through this whole automation process of yours. You're generating leads. This is where we were, is the paid ads, Curator generates a lot of leads. Um, inside sales people, social media ads. Yeah, we uh, we run a really strong Instagram account, and mm. also uh, our Facebook page um, pulls a lot of people to our website. So those people come in, 
they they're qualified through a process mm -hmm. they also come in through your inside salespeople. they get fed into chime chime feeds them out to bomb 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 sends them an email and then you bomb bomb follows up because it's automated mm -hmm. is bomb bomb shooting out text messages or just chime how does that work so uh no bomb bomb doesn't do text but um you're communicating our... call text email how do you keep up with all that well the email is automated when they come in, so bomb bomb is a video well, the email, but you got an email with video. Text. Right? Yeah. The text is automated through Chime. So we okay. can have a text sent out um, when they, you know, there's a bunch of different ways you can get it done, but the text is automated as well. We also send them an email with login and credentials for personalized to them for our website so that they uh you know, when they come on as a lead, they sign up and they have access to our site. We send those credentials to them, but they don't have to use that every time. Our website recognizes them and says, oh, you're already a member. You can go ahead and oh, have great. fun and do all of that. So. And then the phone calls, you just set those up in a reminder to the team member who's getting the calls and they, you make those calls or how the phone calls happen. Right. So it's me and our buyer's agent, Michaela. Um, she mm -hmm. and I are the ones doing the follow-up and she follows up with the buyers. I follow up with the sellers. But and you've got reminders automatically just feeding yeah. out to you through Chime. Yeah. Now here's a question. This is gonna be one of those podcasts for the people who know this stuff. The people who don't know this stuff might listen to it five times. But on the, on the Chime, when you're, when you're following up with these people, why aren't you using Curator? Because Curator does the same thing, doesn't it? Or am I thinking about it? Or does it do that? Uh, curator, no. So Curator okay. partners with Chime. So Chime gotcha. is a CRM, right? Curator has some really cool backend stuff to help convert those leads. And that's the whole thing. And Jerry, it comes down to lead conversion. So when people yeah. come onto our site and get fed from all these different lead generation sources, Converting them into a client is the name of the game. That's where the money is made. Well, and, and this is going to lead into some client. That's a good turning point for client experience. Yeah. Do you have one more question? Do you have to use Curator, the Curator site, to use Chime? They're separate, right? That's a great you question. WordPress site with some SEO that you love. Mm -hmm. so you want to, you want to use Chime, but now you've got Curator. How does that yeah. work? So I don't know the answer to that. But my guess is you can probably use Chime without having to use Curator or, or someone else. Yeah. So I know that okay, this is just good. I'm asking you these questions. Sure. For three reasons, selfishly, but also everybody else is going to want to know. Sure. Client experience. So you're focused, you're doing this. And I love how people are like, oh, people in technology, they just don't care about people. They just think they're working at McDonald's. We're the Ritz-Carlton, so forth and so on. But it gives you, it frees you up to give that client experience. What does a good client experience look like for to you? How do you define that for your clients or how would they how has that evolved and what does that look like? That's a great question. And that is the question that if if you want to build your business around a uh, five-star quality experience for your customers, the first thing you have to ask yourself is what does that look like to me? Right. And to me, uh, that experience is our clients feeling like they receive the very top level professional experience, meaning we've 
communicated what the process is, you know, the buying, selling, whatever it is that we've communicated what those steps are. Everyone in the business knows, right, what it look, the steps look like when we have uh, put a listing together or when, you know, we have a transaction come together. Everyone knows kind of what has to get done. Our clients don't, right? And keeping them, you know, up to speed and communicated with, here's what's next. Here's the timeline of what that's going to look like. Here's the important dates for you. Yes. <laughs> Automate yeah. everything that doesn't have variables. Yeah. And there's variables in a transaction and I in a listing. Like everything has a variable. Yeah, but everything does. But everything, um, you know, for a listing, for instance, we're we're going live with one right now, and. Ordering the sign has to happen every time, right? Getting photography done has to happen every time. Video usually happens every time. Um, the just listed card goes out every time. The Facebook advertising happens every time. Now, as that unfolds, do you tell them in real time? Do you say, hey, there's what's gonna happen? And then real time, hit an email. Every time one of those things happens, hey, we just did the email, we just did the postcard, we just did the video, we just did the Matterport, we just did the- Yeah, if we did that every time, they would- uh, they that would bug that would right. bug yeah but that's on a weekly basis that balance right and with a good crm like chime or top producer or whatever you guys are using they, there is some reporting functionality guaranteed most agents don't use it but we have a report of hey this is what we told you was going to happen this is what happened and this is why it's important to you or this is what it means to you this is why it's important to you and that is That's another the question. best line. This is yeah. keep going. What you're saying that no matter if it's a listing presentation, a buyer presentation, or just communicating about where they're at in the process. This is why it's important to you. It's one of those uh, statements you can make that connects you with people and connects the relationship and presents you as the professional. And that, that to me, going back to your original question, what is, a five-star customer service experience look like to me. I want them to see me as the professional that helped them through this process with caring and dignity and intelligence uh, and someone that at the end of it, they want to refer me to their friends and families and they want to do it as a raving fan. Great book, by the way. Raving fan. Mm -hmm. Who wrote Raving Fan? How to Create Raving Fans. Uh, I I'm think not, I've got that one and I, I didn't read it. Read it, Jerry. How read to Create it. Raving great. Fans. Yeah. Awesome. Because so, isn't that what we want at the end of the process yeah. is for people to say, I, we just worked with Joe and Stephanie Reitzig and the Live Portland team. And right. oh my gosh, they were fantastic. They you took care of everything. Them. You can't not say no to them. That's I, how you want your clients to feel about you. And so much of it, and so many people, oh, I don't, my clients are people I could never automate. I could never do that. But that's how you free yourself up to give them the attention they need. A hundred percent. And everyone thinks that like online leads right? and all that are so difficult to work with and this and that. If you set the expectation up front that, hey, this is where we come from. We're relationship driven. We are customer service driven. And we want you to have the best experience and achieve your real estate goals. Tell me about your real estate goals. What are you looking for? That's a great exactly. way to start, right? If yeah. they come from a perspective of, oh, you're just another real estate agent and, oh, I don't know if I want to use you, that's a problem. 
but if right. you set the set the expectation right up front that that's how we work you it's about what their goals are and if you right. can help them and by the way if they don't want to use you it's not a sin to not get a deal it is a sin to get a bad deal correct so i stole that from chris voss i quote him often on the show that's a good one that's a really good one yeah. If, if people want, if you want, uh, if, if the people listening want to really figure out how they can make themselves raise their level of professionalism and get to a point where you feel 100% confident, because trust me, I know, you know, years and years ago, I, it's, it's hard to convey that you are the professional for them and that you're going to provide this level of experience when you don't believe it yourself, right? And if you, if you don't believe that you're going to be able to provide that for them, you kind of feel like you're lying to them. And that's not yeah. a good place to come from. So um, the uh, ninja selling, have you heard of ninja selling? Of course I have. Uh, yeah. Ninja selling is great. If you buy their book or go online and buy their online stuff, it's all right there. And they do a great job with the buyer experience, with the seller experience. And I don't believe in 100% of everything they say. But the, the amount of absolute golden nuggets in that book uh, can get you exactly from, I don't know if I'm able to provide that experience to, oh, great. I can do exactly. these three or four things and I'm in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we've got a final three questions that we always do on the show, but you're not going to get those yet because we've got to talk first about this football career of yours and we talked a little bit about because you're very systemized and streamlined which is so valuable and so many real estate agents are so personable and loving and who wants to spend time doing that when we could just call our people and love on them which is good but if you can't streamline it it can become counterproductive back to the football you're a football player and we talked a little bit earlier before we were recording the show about football and what you learned in the sport and how that works and kind of how you apply that a little bit to business now. Sure. So as a, you know, as a player, you know, what I brought to my real estate career is just, you got to be tenacious. And I was always the smallest guy on the field. I was a receiver and um, you just, you got to be okay with getting hit and getting back up. And in our business, we take a lot of hits, don't we? I mean, we, we take a ton I mean, of yeah. hits. Well, here's the thing. The more you get hit, like sometimes when people come to me and they complain about something, just I'm like, honey, that happened five times to me last week, but I did 20 more things that were better. So who cares? Right. Like, right. I mean, that's... hit is the step to f one hits five successes. And the better right. you get, one hit becomes 20 successes. Right. Like the hits, the next, getting hits, just the next, that just means you're getting closer to it. Right. 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 Back Absolutely. to, yeah. So, that's and, right. you know, I brought that from my football experience into this business, but, you know, when I was coaching, um, I took that mindset, but also the structure of in, in football, college football and pro football, it's a week to week experience, right? Every mm -hmm. week and on Saturday or Sunday, you win or you lose. And our business, it's very similar. And um, I see so many agents who don't know what they're doing on a certain day of the week. And I have things that I do every day, but yeah. there's things that I do on specific days of the week. Like Monday, I call my top 50 um, referral partners, right? Tuesday, I follow up with all of our clients. Wednesdays are the hottest 
leads and then the warm leads. Thursday is past clients. Um, Friday is getting out of my business and looking at strategy, making sure my finances are in order. Uh, and then Monday goes right back to those things again. But I brought that from coaching because, you know, coaching is an incredibly difficult grind. Why they work that hard, they just feel like they can't stop working. And it's yeah. very similar to our business, man. When yeah. you get a taste of success and then you realize, I really don't know very much at this and I'm not very good at it yet. You want to get better. And it's that, you know, that constant piece of cheese out there that you're trying to get to that you can never get to. But that process of making sure that on a weekly basis, you're set up to win and that you're set up to do the very best you can. Um, I brought that over from football and, and also how do you run a staff and meeting yeah. consistently is a big part of that. Motivating people, um, setting metrics, setting goals, all of that was um, really, you know, in, it was on my mind when I came into the business and I realized that there are some very strong similarities between coaching and, and real estate. Setting metrics and goals. In football, it seems like it's pretty clear. Football's football. Mm -hmm. But in real estate, everybody's got different processes and systems every time. I've interviewed 200 real estate agents and everybody's a little bit different. How do you set those metrics and goals in a way that you know is going to get them to perform at the level that keeps your team running at the right level? What are those metrics and goals? Yeah, so uh sales volume and net commissions <laughs> right yeah how, how much are you selling and uh yeah. what's your commission after you pay everyone those are the two that you know you start with and then you kind of backtrack into you know how many transactions per month per quarter we actually do most of our metrics per quarter because in our business you know 30 days is a very short time frame 90 days gives you a better yeah. picture of what's your trend and what you actually accomplished. Well, so what about your staff? Are they just, are they, do you have a, do you have any checklists, Asana, anything like that? And do you have any metrics or goals for them? Uh, yes. So, and it's different for what their role is on the team, but like um, for Rika, um, our marketing. Girl, right. Um, and She's marketing. Well, she's marketing, social media, and then she also does our transaction coordination. Oh, wow. Which, okay. Yeah, it, she... It's a lot. Yeah. And she uh, does it with such ease that sometimes it's really a thing of beauty to watch. And she has her wow. checklist, right? Yeah. And, and the metrics for her are not what did you accomplish, although she sends me on a daily basis, here's all the things that got done, which... Yeah. It's sometimes mind-boggling but her her metrics are what didn't get done and why and how can we fix that for you or help you with that because yeah. i'll be honest it's never her fault it's our fault and how do we fix whatever's going on in the team that. right yes. yeah, yeah. And, and set set your team up whether it's administrative or sales you've got to set them up for success what you just said it's never their fault it's our fault yeah when, when you get great people and we have, we have amazing people on our team and we don't have a huge team. It's me and my wife, uh, Rika, Michaela is our buyer's agent. We have um, one other person that, that helps kind of part-time and then we have our ISAs. Um, uh, Michaela's a young 
hungry broker who's learning and is doing great things, when you don't have to worry about effort and when you don't have to worry about uh, them getting stuff done, that's where you want to be with your people. When you have to worry about, okay, are they working too hard? And are we giving them the right direction and content? That's where you want to be. And for me, as a leader of the team, that's what my Fridays are all about is sitting down and not worrying about who I got to call, who I got to follow up with and all that, that still has to happen. But from, you know, eight until noon, I try to keep that clear to think about, well, okay, how are we operating? What are we doing? And how can we be better at this stuff? And how can I support these people better? Mm. I always say it's all about asking yourself the right questions. People are always looking for answers, but are you asking the right question? That's a great like point. How can, how do I bet? What did you just say? How can I better support? How, how can, can I better I, support the people that are on our, on the team? How can I better support the people on my team? Because I'm the one that sees how all the parts and pieces are moving and working together. A lot of times the rest of the people on the team don't. So exactly. it's, it's up to me. It's my responsibility to make sure that it's all working well together. And we had some setbacks this last weekend and, you know, the more business you want to do, the more, um, you know, more money, more problems is what they say. Yeah. You know? yeah. And how do you solve those problems? And how the do you educate opportunities? Keep always, always opportunities. Yeah. And I, you know, I, my Michaela was crushed that we lost this client and um, I had to, you know, I bought her lunch the next day. We sat down, we talked about it. It's not the end of the world, but let's learn about this and figure out why. And yeah, um, but it happens. That's how you get success. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that you failed. It's what you did when you failed to get that success and learn. I love that. So quick review on what we talked about. And then we're going to do final three. Mm-hmm. Number one, communicate to communicate and automate. Who's going to forget that? And communicating and automating to create the best client experience. And in talking about that, we talked about actions. I love in this business, everybody talks about their annual volume and their average sales price and their number of transactions, it's all annual. But what makes that happen is not sitting around waiting for the year to end, but your actions week to week, which are day by day. Yeah. The last thing was operations, running your staff so that you automate and, you automate, you automate and communicate happen your actions week to week, that makes that happen. And running a staff, setting metrics and goals, and always ask yourself the right questions, starting with creating the client experience and how do I better support the people on my team? Right. And if you're a one person show right now, all of those jobs exist. It's just you. Yeah. Right. Day by day, run us through the day by day. And then we're going to ask you the final three. So Mondays are Monday is uh, top 50. My top 50 people that refer us business. And um, I've got some friends and family in there because honestly, they send us a lot of business. And that, you know, a lot of times the first time, the first call of of the day for me on Mondays is my sister, maybe, you know, Uh, right. If I'm going to start making phone calls on Monday morning, I want to talk to someone that wants to talk to me. Yeah, right, Tuesday. Tuesday is follow up with all current clients. And then Wednesday? Wednesday is hot leads, warm leads. Hot leads first and then the warm leads. And then Thursday? Thursday is past clients. Past clients. And then Friday? 
Friday is working on, on the business itself, getting out of the business and working on the business. Start with your good foundation of family and friends and end it asking yourself the right questions. How do I support the people who support me or how do I support my team better? Yep, 100%. And, you know, Jerry, one of those things that I, I always have to remind myself, um, but also remind a lot of agents that I talk to is this business is incredibly difficult, but don't beat yourself up because all the things I just told you, like this Monday, I was too busy. I didn't get to my top 50. And at the end of the day, I was like, yeah, that's, that wasn't good. I need to make sure I respect that time on my calendar every Monday. But guess what? I made the decisions I had to make at the moment and okay, great. Move on. Like move on. when you make a mistake, if you look back and get stuck in the state, you can't move forward to make it better. And just be honest with yourself, right? And don't beat yourself up over being honest. Yes. Yeah. So question number one, is there a book that we just have to read? The best book, most impactful in your career? Ooh. Oh, I got books on books on books, Jerry. Uh-oh. Well, the I'm one gonna... you gave us, what was the one you gave us earlier? I wrote it down. Ninja Spelling? No, 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 no. It was, everybody knows Ninja Spelling. <laughs> I, I can give you a book right oh, now. It might not be my great favorite. book. And I'm like, now I can't find it. It's in here. It was a great book. Okay, but what was it? What is the book now? So if you want to have a customer service-based five-star experience business, read The Go-Giver. Oh, yeah. Have you read what that? Your biggest one. I know it's like, obviously, like you give and it comes to you and it, whatever. Right. But what is your personal biggest go-giver takeaway? Well, it's exactly that. It's not about what you take out of relationships. It's what you give. I'll tell you something interesting. Before this interview that I struggled to show up on time for, this woman called You had reasons. Don't beat yourself up, girl. Come on. There I go. Reality, right? (laughs) for this book everybody because i swear you gave us a book or maybe my it's anyway she keeps calling me and she's this very affluent person in business but she keeps calling me because she wants to me to go to lunch and she wants all of these things from me and she was telling me how my clients need i need to give all my clients to her and not once in there has there been here's what i have for you how can i help you How can I, how can we work together? How can we collaborate? It's an obligation out of, to go away from my team, my clients, the people who I do collaborate with to what? Yeah. Back to your point. So not to, but in sales, keeping every time I get a sales call, I think, what could they have done? How could that have gone better? And how do I make sure that when I call people for business, I'm contributing and creating the collaboration reciprocity, you know, some authority, some standing with them, not just hoping they'll say yes, because they're feeling obligated. We have got to be the worst people to cold call. I'll tell you that because you better be on top of your game. Otherwise you're not getting my time. Cold calls work on me when you know who I am, you've got something good to say and you know how you might actually contribute to my business. Not just by, by, especially by what you do, but even in other ways, collaborate. Yeah, for sure. What's your been your, this is the second of the fun three. 
with actually I usually do in the opposite order, but what is your, what have you found to be your greatest resource or tool in being a productive, successful real estate agent? Ooh, wow. That is a tough one. My, the, the, what has helped me the most be efficient, successful? Uh, well, I mean, it's an easy one. Rika, hire an assistant. I love it. You're hire like, that's tough. Now. Like, oh, no, it's not. Rika. Rika's yeah. our girl. Yeah. So. Yeah. She's, uh, so we, uh, we go through a company who hired, you know, we hired her uh, through a company and um, we interviewed, they had a bunch of people for us to interview. And I don't know, I just connected with her, um, both Stephanie and I did. And um, I, I'm telling you right now, people, if you don't think you can afford an assistant, you can't not afford to have an assistant. Exactly. And that, that's the biggest, that's been the one. biggest breakthrough for us is, hey, take all those things that, that you know, aren't going to help you move further along and put those on someone else's plate who will probably do it better than you yeah, ever could. exactly. Yeah. They will do it better. And it'll be a lot more fun when you've got good people around you. Yeah. Last question. If there's anything that you hope we take away from this, if we're just going to have to forget the rest of it, what is that going to be? What oh, boy. You know, I would say always... You know, the thing that for me, it's not just Friday when I'm working on the business, but it's my wife can tell when I come home because I have to go to the office every day. We have a great home office that she works out of, but I got to go. I got to be in the office. Um, but when I come home, my wife can tell from my mood and I have to, I'm constantly trying to get better at this, but she can always tell whether I feel like I got better that day or not. Right. Yeah. So she knows if I uh, did my calls, made my connections, followed up with people, um, got done the things that I was supposed to get done for that day. And if I didn't or I let things get in the way of those things, when I walk through the door at the end of the day, when I'm rolling through, how did I do today? How did things go? Right. She knows. And I know. And that's the thing is I would always, you know ask yourself, how are you getting better? How are you getting yourself better? How are you embracing things that maybe are uncomfortable for you? Uh, and then after that, don't beat yourself up when things don't go hundred percent your way, or you don't do them great because no one starts out being a master of all things. It just doesn't happen. Um, so get better every day, every week, every month, every quarter, and then um, be okay with yourself. And that's hard to do. Don't you think? It's fun to do. Yeah, it, it is fun to do. It can be hard to do because sometimes you're like, every once in a while you go like, seriously, like I could have just not done today. Right. <laughs> but you, and I have say, to tell you, before we finish here, are when you're actually learning the most when you look back. But what, what would you say? Right, it's true. I was going to say before we finish, I have to tell you, you are so good at this. You are such you? a natural interviewer. Yeah, you're really, well, really good at this. A couple hundred interviews helps. So thank you. Is that how many you you've done that? now? Is it a couple hundred? Good Lord, woman. Yeah, this will be like 200. 200. Most podcasters are like, this is episode 213. I think that's uh, what this is. But yeah. All right. Well, everybody, thanks so much for listening. 
I'm going to say bye. Yeah. Okay, bye. We're going to start recording. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Jerry Metcalf podcast, where top real estate agents tell how they do it. If you like this episode, please share it with friends. To find more episodes, search Jerry Metcalf podcast on any platform for podcasts or go to jerrymetcalfpodcast.com. That's J-E-R-E-M-E-T-C-A-L-F podcast.com. Thank you.